is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a platform for both legendary and rising artists to tell their story on how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we are able to chat with Chelsea Cutler over Zoom video. Chelsea was born in New York, but raised in Westport, Connecticut. She talks about how she got into music, started playing piano at three years old. Her parents pushed her into piano and guitar at a very, very early age. She didn't really start writing songs until high school and really focused a lot more on it in college. Towards the end of high school, Chelsea started to put cover songs up onto her SoundCloud account and then eventually originals. Through SoundCloud is how she met AOK, eventually met uh, Quinn92 and signed a deal with Ultra Records. She talked about putting out her first EP, Snow in October, on Ultra Records and dropping out of college to go on a national tour with Quinn92. Chelsea also talks to us about putting out two mixtapes on her own, Sleeping with Roses 1 and Sleeping with the Roses Part 2, the record she did with Jeremy Zucker, touring How to Be Human right before COVID hit, and really getting into about 70% of the tour before being shipped home, obviously due to the coronavirus pandemic. She talked about going to Rhode Island to work on her newest record called When I Close My Eyes. And the tour she just wrapped up, kind of a full circle moment with Quinn92 and Ty Veritas, both artists we've interviewed on this podcast. So you can check those out. And you can check out the video version of this interview on our YouTube channel and Facebook page at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be rad if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're an Amazon shopper, a portion of your everyday purchases will help support our podcast with just a few clicks. It's super easy. Please head over to our website, bringingitbackwards.com, and click on Amazon each time you begin your purchases. Those few extra clicks will help keep our mission of providing a platform for both legendary and rising artists to tell their personal stories on how they achieve stardom so that all artists and music enthusiasts have access to meaningful and memorable advice that will help inspire their own musical journeys. To recap, please head over to bringingitbackwards.com and click on Amazon before you make each and every purchase because a portion of that purchase will add up in a big way to help support our mission. Thank you so much. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Chelsea Cutler. Uh, this podcast is about you, your journey in music, and we'll talk all about your new record as well. Cool. Sweet. Um, first off, talk to me about where you were born and raised. Um, uh, so I actually was born in Suffern, New York. I don't even know where that is. Um, <laughs> you, you never <laughs> went back? No. <laughs> okay. um, but I grew up in Connecticut, um, like an hour outside the city. Okay. What was it like growing up there? Westport? Is that what I read? Yeah. Um, yeah, my family's in Westport. Um, I loved it. I I mean, I still love it. I love going back and visiting them. I love Connecticut. I feel like it gets a bad, like, I feel like, I feel like everyone loves to like hate on Connecticut. Really? Um, Yeah. I feel like I always see that. I haven't haven't heard that. But I grew up, like, I grew up pretty close to the city. So I feel like so much of my childhood was characterized by going in for plays and shows and museums and whatnot. And then we live um, like close to the water. Um, So I feel like I got a nice kind of like nautical upbringing. That's cool. And how did you get into music? Um, My parents, 
were like really adamant about my brother and I doing piano and guitar lessons growing up. That's um, cool. Like very classical. Um, did like the whole piano recital gig and everything. How um, old were you when you started playing piano? Like three, like they. Oh they, wow, that's really. Yeah, they had us in super early. Yeah. That's amazing though. I don't I'm even a five know year old, what... and I'm like trying to get him on the thing is like difficult enough. I can't imagine getting a three year old on there. Yeah, I don't even remember starting at all. Like, <laughs> but I, I like insisted on quitting when I was in like sixth or seventh grade, maybe. Okay. Um, and then I think like like back in high school, I got like way more into playing again. Oh, okay. Yeah. You said guitar too, classically yeah. trained guitar. Yeah, I, sh I mean, I, sh I like should be significantly better than I am at, at both things, but I feel like you lose so much of it when you stop taking lessons and practicing. Sure. So I'm not, I'm not very good at all, but enough, <laughs> enough <it>. to play. <laughs> you can get by. Yeah. Right on. And so you said high school is when you started to take music again seriously or, or no? Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah, I feel like I got really into like writing songs in my free time and college particularly as well. Um, I really, really like realized how much I enjoyed doing it. Um, and I think when I was in college too, that kind of coincided with the time that like music blogs were really relevant. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if you remember like the collection and Camelback Music and Good yeah. Music All Day and yeah, all uh -huh. that stuff. Um, and so I would like send all my music to them, like all my SoundCloud covers and stuff. And um, is that where it started for you, SoundCloud? Yeah, I think SoundCloud is definitely where like my manager heard me for the first time. Um, oh wow! Yeah, is it based off a cover? You said you you put cover songs up there. Yeah, I I honestly, you'd have to ask him. I don't really know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like that era of SoundCloud was like really big for pop music. And mm -hmm. that's kind of how I got connected with like Quinn 92 and AOK -OK and Jeremy Zucker. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, real quick on, on the SoundCloud thing, was that something that you had started while you were in high school or did all of this kind of start, you know, I, starting to unfold in college? Yeah, it was mostly college. Okay. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I used SoundCloud religiously in high school. For like listening to music, okay. um, but, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't posting. really start. Yeah. When did you you were writing songs in high school too, or were mainly a little in bit, college? a little bit, little yeah. bit, little bit. What was the like? What made you start writing songs? Was there something that you're like, I'm like, how'd you realize you're pretty good at it, or you're very good at it, but at the time <laughs> realize that you're good at it? <laughs> I definitely don't think that I had any. I definitely don't think I was good at it initially. I think it's something that obviously it's like a skill that you develop. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if I got particularly decent at it until I was in college. Um, but I don't know. It just felt really like a natural outlet for me. Like it felt, um, I don't know, some people like to go work out or take on like various hobbies and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for me, like my outlet has always been writing songs and playing music were your friends and 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 people you're acquainted with in college did they know what you're doing or were you just throwing them up online and kind of keeping it secretive yeah it was kind of like a mix um okay. like I I wasn't super vocal about it in school um 
I, I definitely was more vocal about it once I like got a record deal and like had management and like it felt a little bit more real. Mm-hmm. Um, but initially I was definitely super timid and I didn't, I didn't really talk about it that much. Sure. And it wasn't, and that all kind of came to together with SoundCloud, your manager found you and that is that what kind of got the ball rolling? Yeah, pretty much. Um, this, uh, so I signed to Ultra Records initially mm-hmm. when I was a sophomore in college, I want to say. Feels like it was so long ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I was a sophomore in college. And I think um, that kind of allowed me to start like doing writing sessions. And I got linked up with AOK, who's managed by our manager, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he like introduced me in person in, in New York City one weekend. And um, yeah, I think SoundCloud was kind of like where they had heard what I was doing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Everything felt super organic, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Once you got hooked up with with Ultra, was that kind of that must have been a, a big moment, I would think, if you're putting your songs up on SoundCloud and now it's like a record label wants to, you know, bring you in put you involved in, in all of this. Was that a pretty cool experience to have? Yeah. I mean, definitely when you're in college too, it feels like everyone around you is working to go into finance and to go into, they're doing pre-med to go to med school or pre-law. And so I felt like I was surrounded by a lot of people on more conventionally accepted kind of career paths. Sure. Yeah. So it definitely was, like, okay, hey, I'm actually doing something with music. Yeah, it like um, validated what you're... Yeah, it was definitely validating. Were sure. you going to school for music? No, no, no. Different? Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and what... So once you get this deal, was that... Like, what was the next thing that happened for you? Was that when you put out your, your EP, the first EP? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so I got to put out an EP with Ultra. And um, that was my first, like, real experience putting out music, um, like with a management and with management and with a label. Um, what was and that then, like? I'm sure a lot different than. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it was cool. It was definitely really cool. And I felt like my life was, was starting to kind of change like significantly, especially, um, getting like the opportunity to go on tour with Quit 92. Mm-hmm. Cause that was pivotal. Cause I like couldn't physically stay in school any longer. Um, Oh, that was when you decided to, to stop going to college. Yeah, so that oh, that, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Start with Quinn ninety two, like staying in debt in college. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that felt like more of a turning point than anything that happened prior to that. Just because I physically had to go, like I don't know, I I had to like make a decision. You know, I could put out music while I was in college and stay in school, and and music could be the side thing. And uh-huh. going on tour forced me to make a decision to make music, like to put it at the forefront of mm-hmm. everything. So that was like terrifying, but very pivotal. And with that tour, like how, how change, life-changing was that once you get on the road? Had you ever had that experience before? No, and I never performed before really to any capacity. So that, oh wow, yeah, so that taught me obviously that I like love performing. So that, mm-hmm. that was really important. And how, like, how do you know you love something if you've never done it before? Um, sure. Like I had no idea. And then I was pretty hooked and um, COVID aside, it's, it's been how I spend like most of my time for the last four years. 
Sure. I mean, because that that tour with Quinn's 92 really wasn't that long ago, if you look at it with, in the sense. I mean, it was, but it wasn't if you look at how we lost like a year and a half. With yeah. COVID, right. So yeah, well, I guess I'm 24. I went when I was 21. So it was like three and a half, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And you're still obviously putting music out with, with Quinn 92. You just did a huge tour with him. So, yeah, that must be very cool full kind of, circle. Yeah, full circle for sure. So after that first record and that first tour, you put out two, two what, mixtapes that are just on your own. Yeah, so I did two independent mixtapes, which was awesome. I, I really enjoyed being, um, being independent. Mm-hmm. I feel like our, the state of the music industry has like increasingly allowed for people to be independent. So that was like a really cool experience. I'm glad I like got to have a portion of my career um, kind of done that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was awesome. And we got to tour them and everything. I, we like went straight back on the road after the Quinn tour and I toured pretty relentlessly, like up until, uh, until the pandemic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And you put another record out with Jeremy Zucker, the, the Brent record yeah. and, or, and Brent too. And you did those, what you did like a live internet version of the, the record too. Was yeah, it that over was during quarantine? Yeah. That's cool. Well, was, yeah. <laughs> how, was that somebody, how'd you meet him? Was that somebody that you became acquainted with over SoundCloud back then? Or is it? Was yeah. It, and we're on the same management as well too. And we're on, um, we're actually on Republic too. So we're on the same label. So there are like a lot of factors that brought us sense. together. And I think like, <laughs> yeah, like that had to, there were like a lot of things that had to naturally happen for the Brent stuff to kind of like come to fruition. So that was cool. Cool. And that was that was that a record you guys planned on touring together and COVID shut it down or we have we've so we never like really seriously approached the idea of touring it together. It's something uh-huh. that we've talked about a lot. I think that it will happen eventually. Um, uh-huh. I think it's just kind of contingent on our individual circumstances with our own albums and stuff but right. we do talk about it it's something we definitely want to do that's cool and you've put a lot of music out within the last year and a half two years i mean with yeah so where were you when the pandemic happened well i was on tour and we were on tour yeah i was on tour and we had to obviously like cancel the last week of shows of tour um because it was like mid-march and I'm fortunate we like got most of the tour in, but then we had to, I flew like directly home to my parents. And where, where were you in the United States or were you outside of the country? Yeah, we were in, we flew home from uh, Minneapolis, I want to say. Okay. Um, and I went home cause like we obviously as a world didn't know that this was going to be such an ongoing thing. Right. Um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll go stay with my parents for these two weeks and because initially, right, we were all told, all right, we'll we'll do like a two week quarantine. Right. Um, so, I, yeah, like I went two years and two weeks later or what? Yes. So <laughs> I, I was like paying rent on my spot in New York City and everything for like 10 months that I was living with my parents. Oh, um, my. Yeah. So it was like not on purpose that I quarantined with them. But I guess it was much more fun than like had I been quarantining like alone in my apartment. Um, yeah, and New York was a like gnarly hotspot for it too. Yeah, and, at least in Connecticut, we like could go outside, and there are parks and the beach and everything. So um, there was, I think, I definitely 
enjoyed my time more than I would have if I had got stuck in like New York City. Sure. <laughs> um, but it was, it was just like funny. I feel like everyone, a lot of people I know, they like went home to visit their parents for like those two weeks uh-huh. and ended up getting stuck there with stuck their parents. There. <laughs> yeah. No one I know like stayed in the city. Well, that's, well, I can see why. I mean, you're not only was it like this gnarly hotspot, but like you said, you couldn't really go outside. I mean, you're where are you based? I'm in Nashville now, but I'm from okay. Southern California. So okay, cool. There. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Na- Nashville, you guys probably kind of had a similar experience to me, right? Where like there's a lot more open space. So you could be yeah. outside of it. And- People kind of, yeah, it's a lot, a lot less restrictive here, I would say. Uh, yeah. But I like majority of it, I was in California and it was pretty oh, no similar to <laughs> New York. Did you like go back to visit your family or anything? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> Same kind of from, yeah, I mean, it's totally different with the, the regulations that were there in place versus where I'm at here in the yeah, like, that suburbs makes sense. of Nashville. Was, <laughs> Connecticut and New York are pretty um, like similar in how they operate. So I feel okay. like the, the restrictions were pretty much the same. Um, more space to go yeah out like out. you can you could go I mean you would wear a mask but like you could go to the beach for a run or to walk the dogs or to the dog park with masks on and stuff whereas like in New York City I literally think people barely left their apartments other than to like grocery shop sure yeah they shut a lot of the beaches down and all that and oh my gosh yeah I forgot about that because I have a ton of friends in LA and they said the beaches were closed you couldn't even go yeah. Yeah, you couldn't go to the beach. Like it was pretty, yeah, pretty locked down. It's like so absurd because like you're not gonna <laughs> spread COVID outside at the beach. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that makes no sense. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm glad you're able to be with family and be outside a little bit. Where when did you start writing? I mean, you put out two records within the last, you know, two years. Um, tell me about how to be human. Was that something you had started? Well, I guess that came out right before the pandemic, right? Before, right? Yeah, yeah, that I'm came out in January. Yeah, yeah, so you're able, so you're touring that record when everything shut down. Exactly. Got it. Okay, I was getting my timeline confused here with all the. No, it's all the it's time like that all, we're stuck in this COVID thing. <laughs> we were lucky because we got to do like seventy-five percent of the tour, eighty percent of the tour, even. That's yeah, that's really good. Yeah, okay. and um. And we got to do like a big, we like we did all our promo and everything, honestly. So I know a lot of people's albums came out in like March, April, May. So they right. unfortunately couldn't tour. So you're able to, yeah, get a lot of that taken care of, which is great. Yeah. And then, you, so the newest record just came out what, last like 10 days ago or so. Um, tell me, so when did you start writing this album? Were you, you know hoping that okay in two weeks we'll be able to get back on the road and kind of focus on that other album cycle or when do you start writing this next record yeah i mean for us our mindset was like this is going to be a temporary thing we are going to be able to get back out and and finish this tour we had like a whole second fall leg planned for the tour as well um so it took me a while to get to a place where i understood that like that had to be human era was not going to get finished um, sure. and like I had to kind of come to terms with that and find closure in that. And once I did that, then I was able to kind of open up my mind to the idea of starting an, a new project. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggled like a lot 
as I'm guessing most people did, like being so isolated. Uh-huh. Um, it's like I'm sure you understand. Like, in, we're like creative people, and it's really hard to like be creative when you're quarantining with your parents for. Right. You're not living life. Time. You're just looking at the same walls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, I don't have a studio at my parents' house. Like, I don't have anywhere to work there. Um, and I think kind of what opened a lot of creative doors for me was, um, obviously getting to write Brent with Jeremy. We, we like quarantined and COVID tested and we went and stayed, um, like we stayed on in like the studio on a farm for Mm -hmm. a week together. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. And so in in New York or Connecticut, New York, upstate New York. Yeah. So that was my first time, like even really like seeing people other than my parents <laughs> and like spending time uh, writing. So that felt nice. And then, um, so AOK's parents have a house in Newport, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And so after like a lot of convincing and a lot of negative COVID tests, my parents let me go work with like Quinn 92, a producer named Hazy Eyes and AOK in Newport for a couple of weeks. And wow. like, yeah, and getting to kind of immerse myself in that creative environment again was like the only thing that opened the floodgates for me in terms of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this whole album like came collaboratively for the most part. Oh wow, was there written a majority of it written when you were at the at AOK's parents? Like- yeah, we did like six songs on the album there. Um, I did four on my own, four or five on my own throughout the course of like the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. And then um, I did like another three or four in um, doing like various writing trips, like once we got vaccinated and stuff. Okay. Did you record a lot of the record at that house too? Yeah. Well, every, like every song that we wrote there we i pretty much kept the demo vocals for because i was like we're never gonna beat what the emotions were like in that moment right i've heard artists talk about that where yeah. it's like you can't recreate the kind of the energy behind the vocal take that you did for example yeah i i always so like mr bright's eye is one of my favorite songs in the okay. world yeah and like so the the version that came out is like the og demo apparently i, I don't like know them personally or anything so this is just like a story i've heard but I've heard that like they tried to re-record it and like refinesse it and it never felt as good really? at all. So they put yeah, they put out like the demo version of it. Um That's and I really just like have always loved that story. So I normally I like try to recut vocals if we can. Um, because like you have time to think about how you want things to sound. Mm-hmm. And with this album, we we kept the demo vocals for like most of the album. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just because you, you're going to have to go back and try to recreate that energy. Right. And yeah. Just and it's nice to do it in the, when you have like everyone who helped write the song in the room and you're feeding off like the momentum of writing it all in like the course of a few hours. So, yeah, it's fun. That's so cool. What about like Stay Next to Me? Was that a song that you wrote in that session? I had I chatted with Quinn 92 uh, like kind of in the beginning of the quarantine, but I can't oh, remember nice. what he said about that. <laughs> yeah, so he they went earlier for to write his album. Oh, OK. Um, yeah. And they wrote Stay Next to Me then and then sent it to me. 
And I was like, this is freaking awesome. Like, of course, let's do mm-hmm. it. Um, so the only, I like, I actually, I cut a verse that like they had already written and then we wrote the bridge together. Um, so they, like most of the magic happens in Newport though, okay. when they were writing it. That's awesome. And then when he cut, when he's on, he's on your new record, Calling All Angels. And was that song done then when you yeah, were together? Yeah, we did okay. that all together in, uh, in Newport. Yeah. Okay. That, was that is awesome. Fun. That is so awesome. Yeah. And you just wrapped up the tour with Ty Veritas and uh, Quinn 92? Yeah, I got home like just about two, I think like two weeks ago today. That is awesome. How was, I mean, was that your first tour back or shows back? Oh, yeah. From quarantine. Yeah, we've done like some of those drive in shows, but they're not quite the same. Yeah. Uh, this is obviously, yeah, like all of our our first tour backs or our first tours back. And um, it was nuts because we were playing like we got to play really big rooms. Like, granted, that hey, was like playing, that was like a, amph- a you're playing amphitheaters, right? Yeah. And like neither of us had played neither. Quinn or I had played rooms that big. I think it was Ty's first tour ever. Yeah. Um, so just <laughs> coming off the heels of the pandemic, it it was really special. That is cool. Yeah, I, Quinn, or when you guys were on tour, I interviewed Ty, and you guys had just played Nashville like two days before. Like, oh, cool. The way it it didn't sync up, so we could do it in person or whatever. But um, yeah, he told me that it was his first tour. I wonder if he kind of have a similar story to you where. You know, Quinn 92 was his first, your first tour. He took him along. Like, was it cool to kind of pass some of that down to somebody who hadn't had that experience before? I mean, I think something that's really special about Quinn is his crew is awesome. And like, there's a really great culture on the tour. Like, there's everyone's so nice, hardworking. Um, there's no like boundaries or hierarchy or like any dumb mm-hmm. stuff like that. And like, just everyone hangs out with everyone and it's a really like there's 40 people on a tour that big and everyone is gets to know each other and um oh sorry my dog is okay. asleep he's having a nightmare <laughs> so sorry, if you hear him it, that's why um, i'm sorry <laughs> no, no it's okay you I can just wake him up like, <laughs> um yeah so i think like that's that's something that like quinn taught to me um mm-hmm. And that I hope we kind of collectively show to tie. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure like if that's his first experience touring, he probably that opened his eyes to like how a crew can operate the way. Yeah, I figured I'm sure that there's other horror stories of people on their first tour versus, you know, obviously you you guys had became such good friends, you and Quinn 92 that you continue to tour, wrote songs together. I would imagine being you guys uplifting Ty just as much as he probably did to you. Whereas if you're on a, I don't know, I can't think of it. I'm not going to throw a band out there, but like (laughs) if you were touring with another artist, maybe you wouldn't have the same uh, collective uh, vibe. Yeah, no, I mean, I hope so. I can, you know, I can only hope. I don't know, like personally what his experience was, but Ty's awesome. Um, oh, we really enjoyed having him. So I hope it's mutual. That's cool. And so the record's out. Have you, do you, are you constantly writing? Like once you finished that record, were you looking forward to the next thing or? I haven't written since, since getting home. Um, 
I've only been home for two weeks and the album came out. And so it was mm-hmm. kind of, it's been like a little bit hectic. Um, and I, so I also just moved and I moved like literally two weeks before leaving for tour. <laughs> so now that I'm like home, I'm, I'm, we're building a studio, um, that's actually almost done. Oh, and like, exciting. I'm still, yeah. So like I, hopefully in a few weeks, I'll kind of have like a functional place to start working again. Amazing. That is so cool. And thank you so much, Chelsea, for doing this. I really, really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I have awesome one more question. You. One more question for you if you have the time. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Yeah, totally. I think that right now we're in this age where the music industry is happening like really rapidly. Like just everything is being consumed quickly. And I think content um, really is king, like as kind of weird as that is. Um, and I think there's, there's no such thing as like diluting yourself anymore. Um, so I think just putting out, like putting your songs out there on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TikTok, however you can, um, just like put yourself as like, put yourself in front of as many eyes as you can. And, um, and just show people kind of who you are. There's like a lot of ways to do that now. Backwards